Okay, good morning and welcome to a pensive edition of The Honest Teacher. My name is Lunchbox. Um, I'm a special ed teacher in the Midwest. I don't know if I'm going to post this. Um, because I'm right now I really am just venting. Most of my podcasts are just venting, but this is like a special edition of a vent. <laughs> um, so, my last episode I discussed that I was potentially needing to apply for a new job my stress levels have been through the roof this year Uh, I had a DCFS case against me now I have a student in my classroom that apparently has seizures and no one's ever seen him before and the seizure he had on the bus he spent all day in my classroom screaming. He didn't want to be in my room because he didn't feel safe with me. And then he goes and has a fucking seizure on the bus. So I feel and I felt that what am I going to do? What, how is my career, the career that I upended? A previous career to start 12 years ago actually I guess it's 13 years ago or so is when I started the program to become a teacher how did it how did this career turn into this um, how did I get here to the point where I'm fucking scared to go to work um, and so I just started looking for other jobs and I saw that there was a job at a at a district that I know people that work at that I've never really considered, but I just applied for it and I hadn't heard back from them. But so, whew, um, sorry, I'm I feel like I've been panicking all morning, um, and I just I'm really trying to center myself with this. So anyway, um. Last week, I applied for a couple of these jobs, and I applied for a job at the state board, and uh, the state board told me to go fuck myself, so I felt great, but um, anyway, um, so last Thursday, the kid had the seizure, and on Friday, he was coming back to school, and mom is a very sweet woman, but she doesn't really seem like she's able to grasp the severity excuse me, the severity of things, and, you know, just fucking terrified, well, (laughs) a teacher in the school that I'm assigned to, special ed teacher, uh, just fucked off one day, last Friday, just, just left, literally, I was, I saw her in the morning, and by like 10 a.m., the superintendent sent an email that she was no longer working there, (laughs) and, I've been at the school now for nine years. I've been at the peripheral and I've been a part of this school without being employed by it. And I know a lot of the people and I was approached by a teacher, you should take this job. And didn't really think too much about it um, at first. And because I've been at this place now for 10 years. Um, you know, I have relationships and I have, 
connections. Um, you know, and I'm starting a principal prep program in January so I could get the fuck out. Um, but at the same time, you know, I look in my classroom and I look at all the things that I just, they're out of my control. Um, so I start thinking more about it. On Saturday, I just messaged a teacher and I asked her what it's like to work for the school. If she likes it, she's been there for four years. And apparently, as soon as I did that, she starts messaging the special ed director of the school, who also knows me personally. And unbeknownst to me, they like set it in motion for me to take this fucking job. And so I kind of leave it at that. You know, I really am thinking about it. You know, I come in yesterday to work and I'm down an aide. And the sub I get is like the, the slug of all the subs. And my student is screaming in the classroom again. And I'm, I, I'm at this point, I'm fucking begging this kid to please stop because I don't want him to have a seizure. And he's just, no, fuck you. And having a message, mom, because if this kid has a seizure, I got to call 911. I can't fucking call mom. And I don't want him to have a seizure in my room. And so before school starts, the special ed director comes to my room and she asked if this would be something I would really want. And at that time, at the moment, in my in my weakness, and I'm not blaming that, I generally do think I need to change. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. And she told me to print off my resume and my cover letter, which I have a copy on my desktop. And we went down to the superintendent's office. And the superintendent and I have never had words. She's seen me in the hallway. She knows me. Uh, my reputation precedes me in the school. And as soon as I walked in, like, she said, I'm so glad you're sitting here. And she offered me the job right there. She said, I don't even want to interview you. Um, she said, I'll offer you the job. I know all about you. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and, you know, it was pretty quick. And she said she wants to see if I can start in January. And I said, yeah, that's fine. It'll give me time to work with the new students. And we came back, we talked about salary, and it would be a pay cut. Um, and their insurance isn't as great, so we had to be on my wife's insurance. Because the thing with the place I work now is the pay is not super, but the insurance quite literally cannot be beat. Like, they they really tie you to the organization with the insurance. Um sorry guys I just this has been just over 24 hours and I'm really still trying to process this so um you know I said yeah let's talk and she was going to interview some teachers for like long-term subs for the end of the year um so they do want me to start and my wife and I talked and it was sudden for her too. And, you know, I, I think the big, 
I think the big reason why a change has to happen is that I've been so overstressed. I've not been fun at home. Um, you know, I try not to take it home. I don't bring work home. I never, I'm never seeing grading papers. I don't do research at home. I don't do that kind of shit, but it's so emotionally draining that it really honestly is affecting me at home. Um, she's noted, I'm sniping at my kids more when we go to parties. I just fucking sit and I don't talk and it's not because I don't want to. It's just, I feel fucking nothing. You know, it's almost to the point where anxiety medication needs to be assigned and prescribed. And I haven't had to do that since my first year at this place. My first year at this place, I didn't see it coming. And I was having to take anxiety medicine and sleeping medicine because I wasn't sleeping. And, um... My wife really wants me to be clear that my anxiety levels and my stress levels will be reduced. Um, and so I got to talk with the special ed director today and really get more information and really kind of press down that I will be kind of sacrificing some stuff for my family. And I need to know that the the price is that my stress levels can be greatly reduced um because it won't make any sense to take less money and have the added stress of switching jobs if if i'm in the same fucking boat i don't want to be in the same fucking boat and it would it would would really fucking suck um the other thing that i'm feeling a lot of stress about this morning is Clearly, the people I'm going to be leaving behind. Oh, and by the way, it's the same fucking building, so I'll see these fuckers every day. Well, probably. I mean, I'm at the other end of the building. I probably won't see them every fucking day, but I'll see them. You know, I've got a classroom assistant that's been with me now for two years. And she's she's a sweetheart. And I know, I just fucking know it's going to kill her because... I'm going to have to say, I have to do what's best for me. But then what about her? Am I fucking her over by doing what's best for me? And she can't really just switch over to another, to this job because she's trying to get what's known as vested in this company. (sighs) So she can retire. She's in her 60s. She is nearing retirement. You know, what about my fucking students? I've got parents that rely on me. Got parents that know me as a great teacher that I've set an entire school year up with my behavior management system. It's gonna everything's gonna be thrown in the fucking turmoil for them. So I can't fucking bring them with me. They're part of the fucking reason. Um What's gonna fucking happen? With my relationships with all my coworkers, you know, I've been the union co-president for the last four fucking years because I have put myself out there. I want to protect them. I want to help them. I want to see them have better careers themselves. And now I'm fucking leaving. 
But I, I honestly think what it keeps coming back to is that my mental health is at a serious risk here. Um, I know, I know a lot of my coworkers that are thinking about doing the same thing, but I, I pulled the fucking, I think I pulled the trigger here. You know, it's not set in stone yet, but I know if I, if I turn tail and say, I'm not taking this fucking job, my reputation at the school is just toast and it would uh, deservingly so, but you know, I'm, I got to go talk with her today and make it clear that I expect a level of calm. I expect the, excuse me, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I expect that my stress will be greatly reduced by taking this job. You know, in my head, it almost has to be because I'm not dealing with the most severe students that if I have to take off, I know everything will be fine. If I take off now in my current job, the other teachers around me are screwed. My aides are screwed. The kids are screwed. And if, so if I get sick or if I feel like I need a mental health day, I'm putting everyone at risk. And so I don't feel like I can safely take a day. And that's not good for anybody. That's not going to help a single soul. So, I just need to, you know, I think I I wrote in a Reddit post that I need to put myself first for for the last 10 years. I really don't do that much. And if this is a year and a half experiment, because I am trying to get a... assistant principal job somewhere then so be it if it is for the next year and a half I am less stressed then great you know I also am a paid mentor for our state union federation I can take on more responsibilities with that and you know that can supplement our income I guess with at this new school, there's also stipends. I can actually do stuff after school to increase my pay, too. So there's things I can do to supplement the lost income. But I think this is what I am just struggling with right now is, I guess, the old Irish Catholic guilt. Um, and I guess I am absorbing that from my wife. Um, but... I just, I feel a lot of, a lot of stress. I have never, the closest I got was an interview last year and we stopped at the negotiations for salary as they would not offer me close to what I was getting. And at least this place, they're offering me close. Their contract kind of stops them from getting all the way there, but it's fucking close. Um, I just feel alone right now. Um, you know, I don't know if any of you listening are in education. 
or if you are in education, if you're dealing with this, but you know, like I, like I always try to say is that I can be your, your voice for concern. You know, I thought this school year at the beginning, I thought it was going to be great. I was going to get these kids and overall I've, God damn it, I've got these kids to learn so much, but with these extreme behaviors, I can't teach the rest. And I, I can't do my job. I've, I'm becoming a babysitter. And that was one thing I said I could never do. And I feel like I have to be a babysitter because now I've got the student that is going to be acting out. And every time he does, I I can't do the thing that I've been trained to do to help him. And so I just have to wait. And then this other student, if he starts acting out, I can't really let him go through his emotions like I've been trained and learned to do. Because if I do, he could have a fucking seizure. I don't fucking want that either. So what the fuck do I do? Okay. Um, I'm heading back. Um, like I said, just, I thought that Thanksgiving break would be relaxing. And it was until Sunday night. Until I knew I was coming back. And the anxieties started all over again. I don't, I don't think that's okay. <sighs> um, thank you for listening to me ramble. And um, I want you to do your best. Be good. And uh, continue to kick some ass for your students. Thank you. Hey there. Welcome to the second half of this week's podcast, I guess. Um, at the end of the first half, I was discussing that I was going to need to talk with the special ed coordinator at the building I'm at uh, about some facts about the classroom. Um, just because I was talking with my wife, I really did not... Everything with this this job has been fucking backwards. Like, I saw the posting... I talked to some uh, confidants at the school, and that, or yesterday morning, or I guess Monday morning, I was like whisked into the superintendent's office, and it really wasn't even an interview. Like I said, like I opened the door, she saw it was me. Uh, I told you, her and I have never actually had, she's been a superintendent now for three years. Her and I have never introduced each other. She has just seen me, and I guess my reputation around the building, like I said, yesterday it kind of precedes me. She just knows what's up with me. So anyway, she's like, she was so excited to see me, and she like looked at my resume. She's like, I don't even need this. I'm like, okay, fine. So I didn't have a job description of the room, and one point, like I said yesterday, was that if I'm getting into more stress or the equal amount of stress, I don't want it because. I, I have to improve my mental health. And so I went and spoke with the special ed coordinator who is herself a teacher. Uh, it's a stipend non-admin position. And so she's been 
taking over the caseload of this teacher for pretty much the whole year. And she was happy to have me ask her these questions. And what it amounts to is the room is essentially a resource room. It is, I have students push in. I have, apparently there's just one student who is a self-contained student. And um, he doesn't really even do much. And the rest push in throughout the day. So in the morning, there's uh, reading. There's two groups of reading that come in, kindergarten and second, and second and fourth. And then there's a math group. There's two math groups that come in. So during the morning, it's all academics. After lunch, which by the way, I get a duty-free lunch, which fucking blows my mind because in the 10 years I've been at my current place, I've had a duty-free lunch for one year, and I had to switch positions to get that, so that's fucking weird. Um, I don't think I'll take it most of the time. I'll be in my classroom working. Um, but anyway, and then after lunch, it is resource. They come in, they get additional help if they need it. Uh, I do fucking phonics and shit. So that, that went a long way in helping my decision. still going to be sad to leave my my colleagues especially my classroom assistants because um they're going to be they're going to be kind of stuck there holding the bag but i was thinking this morning that for the last several years i've been able to completely compartmentalize my job and my family um, i've been able to i felt like i had a certain amount of control that I could exert over myself. I was able to say, yep, today was kind of shitty, but it wasn't a horrible day, and I was still able to teach, and I could go home and be fine. Um, pretty much the only days for the last six years that I would feel any kind of tension or pressure on myself are those days where I had IEP meetings, and that's only because I want to do my best for these meetings. And 
solid years, that's not been the case. And I think, and I, I think it's because not only the staff, but the students have a sense of dread coming to school. I honestly do. And the fact that I am in uh, a place that has the most severe kind of emotional behavior uh, students they, who are unable to describe their own emotions. You know, I see it. I see the pressure on them. I see the tension because they have to wear masks. They don't like wearing masks. They have to be distanced. These are kids that still need physical input from teachers. And they've, they are acting out more. They have more pressure. They're screaming more because they don't like this environment. And I honestly feel that I've been unable to successfully compartmentalize my emotions because instead of having maybe one or two bad days a week, instead of having one really difficult student where the rest I can just kind of rely on, it's becoming fast and furious and non-stop. And I see it around, I, I see it around my school. There's these student behaviors just do not relent right now. And they, they can't relent because nothing has changed. And I just, you can, if you go back and listen to some of the episodes from this year, you can, I, I can go back and hear the tension in my voice that I haven't been able to release. I haven't been able to let it go because from 8 until 2.40, it's just a battle. And last year, our students were being released at like 1.30. And that felt perfect. That honestly felt perfect. Like the kids were really starting to act out by 2 o'clock. And you could just see that they needed to go. And it really worked out. And I really tried to fight with our administration to have that continue this year. But they just wouldn't. And I can see, I can see it across the board that it's detrimental to our to our teachers um, and I mm, I I have felt like I have had more support from the, from my ground level administrators than I have ever before because they are because we don't have subs we're down a lot of teachers they're in the buildings a lot more they are more present they are really responsive whenever it comes time to come to a classroom to assist um but man that just it's just not enough i i have seen teachers dropping off I, i've seen career teachers just leave and i've been really worried that if i didn't do this i would probably just quit and that would not be positive my wife and i my wife has actually <laughs> urged me to quit because i just i have i have almost no energy when i get home um, I'm short with the kids and I've begun this year to actually look at some of my students with disdain like before I could look at their behavior and know it was expected of them and I wouldn't feel anything towards them but this year with just how compounded everything's been when they're really just acting out I just look at them like I just don't like and I don't like that because it's hard to it's hard to say you really care for kids when 
look at them like, ugh. But I do care for them. But, you know, it just, it just won't fucking stop this year. So, I still believe that there is no grass. You know, the, the, the grass is greener on the other side is a bunch of fucking bullshit in education. It's all fucking mud. You're just playing on, you're just playing to someone else's dirt. But, I do, I do believe that knowing that if my students are acting out, they can fuck off and go to another place. Um, I'm, I'm not going to have students that are going to want to try to scratch me, that want to try to run out of the building. I'm not going to have those students anymore. Um, you know, and I'm not going to be surrounded by people as well that feel the same way that they are disliking the kids more because it just doesn't quit. We just, we can't have calm days right now. And really, the only way to have a calm day is to not make the kids work to let them have computers all day. But that's not teaching them. And that's another thing that I've always said was that if I ever felt like I was becoming a babysitter, it's time to go. And I feel that right now I'm having to become a babysitter if I want any sense of calm. And that's not good. And so it's time for me to fuck off because I am losing my objectivity to be the best teacher I can for these kids. Um, I'm assuming that the superintendent is going to be calling my superintendent today. They wanted me to uh, bring it up to him, and I just can't. It's not my job. My job is to be a teacher. So far, I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting myself at risk um, by taking this position and leaving the job I've been at for 10 years. Uh, the least the school can do is if they want me is to let my place of business know that they're taking me instead of me saying I'm running away because they are taking me. I am fucking voluntarily going, but they have made it clear that my coming to them is the best thing for them, so they can fucking have that conversation. So, I wanted to fill in what happened yesterday and some of the, the information that I learned. Um, I found out also through the pay scale, I looked at my pay scale and what they're offering me here, and honestly, I'm taking them less than less than a thousand dollar a year cut right now because of the way the pay scale is lined up and for me that amount of mental health is worth it um we we oh my god we get paid a little average but it's not worth it right now and hopefully if in a year or two i feel like i need to come back possibly as an once I finish my program, um, maybe things will be better. I, I was really hoping this year would start off without, without having to 
mental health has been really damaged this year, and I really feel that this is the best thing for me. Um, it's definitely going to be weird being in the same fucking building, but you know, it is what it is. And I guess if another job comes up and they want me, I can, I'll take that and fuck off. But here we are. So I want you to know that I feel a lot better about my choice at this point, and I am really hopeful that this thing will help me become a better person in my for my family. I think that's got to be key is that I've not been there for my family. I, I haven't been able to be there for my family, but now I can be. So um, take care, uh, continue to kick ass, and understand that if you have to do something as drastic as what I'm doing for yourself, you're not a bad person. You have to do it. Have give yourself some grace. We we give our students all kinds of grace. Give yourself some grace if you have to. All right, bye.